0: Because the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. Hi, welcome to Diagnosis Infertility. I'm Andrea. I'm a health and life coach, an infertility warrior, and I want to normalize the trauma associated with infertility, but also make you laugh out loud at least once. If you're trying to wrap your head around fertility, maybe you have experienced infertility in the past, maybe you're worried about it in the future, or you're currently in the freaking trenches, going through it right now. Or maybe someone close to you is then this podcast is for you. Here, we are all about being rock, telling it how it is, and giving you real action items to support your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because, it girlfriend, it's about all three. Okay, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am excited you're here again today. I know I say that at the start of every episode, but the fact that I have you, and you're listening, and you're here Is amazing to me. And I, it's you and it's the numbers that I see on the back end of people listening and tuning in and talking to me about the podcast is what makes me excited and gets me motivated to come on and produce more content because I know this is just a really junky thing to talk about. Infertility is not easy to talk about, infertility is not easy to experience. And three years ago, I had a dream that. I could change the way people experience infertility and that I could be a light for them and I could be an encouragement for them. And here we are, here you are listening and thank you for being a part of this stream because it's freaking amazing. Okay, so I wanna to talk to you about Google. <laughs> so I've Googled everything and then someone I was experiencing the thick of infertility Or like the pit of infertility, which is why I've trended into designating one in four of my episodes to, quote unquote, give it a goog. And you may be confused why I call it give it a goog. I could call it give it a Google or Google it. But here's why. I once heard... Two podcasters call it Give It A Goog, and it's something they say a lot on their podcast, and the podcast is True Crime Obsessed because, hi, I love true crime. It's one of my favorite tools that I use to reset my nervous system if I'm really starting to get in spiral, out of control about something. Anyway, so it always stuck with me. So my husband and I often joke about things and abbreviate them. And actually, our daughter is starting to do that, which I kind of love. But it cracks me up. So it kind of stuck with me. I've started to lean in to more of what I want and what I like and what I want to do and less of what other people want to do or believe. So here we are. I called that Give It A Goog. Okay, with that, I want to talk to you about this week. You guys, this week I've been panicking like hard. Hardcore panic. Panicking about finances, panicking about how to best serve my audience, panicking about my business and the growth that it's happening, but it's slow and I want it to be faster. I want to coach more women. I want to impact more women, more, more, more. <laughs> I want to be more successful. And success, honestly, that could get us down a completely different rabbit hole. I mean, like, what does success mean anyway? Well, I mean, it's different for everyone, which leads me, to be honest, to today's topic of can infertility be cured? Because like my finances, like my debt, I wanna fix it immediately because then I'm successful, which I feel is a little relatable to infertility. If we can just fix it, we will be successful. And I feel like that's a little bit of what society does too, is that we we tend to want to like fix things that make us anxious. So it doesn't make us anxious anymore. This is a thing that is commonly Googled is, can infertility be cured? Well, Good news, Google says that 85% to 90% of cases, infertility is treated with conventional medical therapy, such as a medication or surgery. This is for both male infertility and female infertility. There is a large amount of discussion on what treatments are out there for both partners, so much so that it can be highly overwhelming when you sit down and try to educate yourself on them, like me. When I was researching this episode, I became highly overwhelmed with the information that was out there, but really it comes down to two main common themes or two main common treatments. So two of the most common treatments for infertility include intrauterine insemination, which is an IUI, or in vitro fertilization, which is IVF. IUI is when, I'm just going to say it. When the male deposits his specimen into a cup, they sometimes call it the ejaculate. (laughs) So when he deposits his specimen into a cup, they take it, they clean it, scrub it up, make it nice, shiny, and beautiful. And then you insert it through a catheter up into the woman's uterus. So you bypass all the junk that it could get, you know, destroyed in while you're ovulating. So that's called IUI. I like to explain it. I explained it to my father-in-law, like turkey basting, and he didn't think that was as funny as I thought it was funny. And I still, that's essentially what it is. It's essentially turkey basting. Okay. Just a lot more sterile. Okay. So IVF is when they, essentially when they conceive for you. So same thing, dude deposits into a cup, (laughs) which I actually am. Mark is going to come on and talk about this. He's probably hearing about this for the first time. Babe, I have you signed up for his point of view on making love to the plastic cup. And that is going to be, I think early March. So anyway, look forward to that, but dude comes in the cup. And then the woman goes through an egg retrieval after a ton of medications, typically yeah pump up those ovaries into grapefruits and they retrieve the eggs. And then we did Icy, I think is what it's called. I-C-S-I, but I think it's pronounced Icy. And that's where they fertilized my egg for us. So um, then you end up with these fertilized eggs and then they, you know, do their cell division thing and they form into blastocyst, whatever. And then we you get to the point where you can transfer them. Okay, so that's IVF. The other options that are also, like I mentioned earlier, and also included are like surgery or medication to normalize your hormones, maybe like help you ovulate or thyroid dysfunction or your progesterone is like too low or too high or estrogen or whatever it is like that. They kind of like look at those things as well. But what Google also issued as a cure included adoption, surrogacy, and living a child-free life. And I thought that was so interesting because they're viewing the cure for infertility as moving past it, moving past the season. And I just, I don't know, I thought that was interesting because... I created this whole podcast, this whole name as like essentially a satire on infertility. I pride myself in being a little bit more of an infertility disruptor because it's it's still on my medical chart, you know? It's still there. Like I'll go on and log in and it still says diagnosis infertility, which is what I want to talk about in this whole entire podcast is all of it that like what I'm still experiencing and what I experienced in the past and maybe what you're experiencing. So in summary, depending on the cause of your infertility, it can be cured through various fertility treatments or depending on the dream and where people end up could be adoption, surrogacy and living a child-free life. That is also an option. And Technically, I'm supposed to be cured of infertility based on this, based on Google. You know, it seems pretty optimistic that yes, indeed, infertility can be cured, meaning that men and women can go on to experience treatment and or get pregnant naturally without treatment. So easy, right? Poof. Just do all those things and be cured and move on. Except it doesn't really work like that. I know couples that are doing all of this and there still is a negative test at the end of their IVF round or there are no normal embryos from their egg retrieval. I think that it's interesting that nowhere in my research did it talk about like lifestyle changes that maybe could affect infertility or support fertility or support the cure quote-unquote cure. There were a few mentions of natural treatments to support infertility, which did like include acupuncture, which side note, if you haven't tried acupuncture, I highly recommend it. I've never felt so zen and regulated in my entire life. So if you are thinking of trying it, and this could be for fertility treatments, uh, it could be for it supports with anxiety. I was talking with a coaching client the other day and we talked about um acupuncture being a really great tool for her anxiety and then there was the added benefit of preparing her body for trying to conceive when they're going to be they're planning on doing that down the road so if you're thinking of trying it set a reminder or write it down right now like look acupuncture up it's amazing when we went through fertility treatments we pretty much did everything and then some to get pregnant we were both, you know, pro-Eastern and Western medicine, so essentially pro-acupuncture uh, like acupuncture in natural and pro-medication. I honestly loved acupuncture in organic foods, but I also shot myself up with anything and everything that my doctor recommended and gave me as part of my IVF protocol. He put me on birth control before my retrieval, which Apparently is becoming more and more controversial. Whatever, I did it, it worked for me, but I have PCOS and this was his PCOS protocol. So who knows the differences between me and the next person? It, for me, it kind of goes back to that I believe God is okay with IVF. So I fully believe that God equipped my doctor with knowledge and success rates and all the things that will serve my body. Anyhow, I have two kids. I'm done with IVF. I'm not going to get pregnant again, per my doctor telling me I should never get pregnant again, which is a whole nother thing in itself. But do I feel cured now that I'm on the other side? Not really, because like I was saying earlier, my medical chart still reads infertility as a diagnosis, which goes into that huge debate Is infertility a condition or is it a disease? And why on earth does it matter? Well, side note, it does matter because we're more likely as a society to get coverage from insurances if infertility was considered a disease. And honestly, there is even an ICD-9 code for female and male infertility. I don't know if there's an ICD-10. I didn't quite look into it, which now I'm thinking I should look into it. Okay, I took a little break, and yes, there is an ICD-10, which – so ICD is the International Classification of Diseases, and what it's doing – you you need an ICD-10 code to bill anything, so any of your diagnoses will have an ICD-10, and that's just how they code a medical diagnosis. They also code treatment diagnoses through this anyway. You don't care. The International Classification of Diseases, ICD, recognizes infertility as a disease, but infertility is still treated as a symptom, which makes zero sense to me, but no one asked me. So, right now, the treatment and approach is that infertility is more of a condition or a symptom of something bigger. For me personally, it is PCOS, which is actually still a bitch. Even without trying to conceive, like I bleed so freaking much. I, this is so much information, but here we are. I can go through a super tampon in like an hour, multiple, like multiple super tampons in a day like on my heavy on my heavy days and now I've honestly had to switch to menstrual cups which you guys I love I highly encourage menstrual cups (laughs) Uh, DM me if you want more advice because oh my gosh I've researched them so much and I love them so much but I bleed so much and I become so anemic that it's so it's not good though for maybe for me my infertility was like a symptom of a more serious condition and, like, for my husband, he had a varicocele, which is, like, a varico- like an enlarged like varicose, uh, varicose vein in the scrotum. I don't know. That didn't seem to have, like, too many bigger concerns for him. So, I'm bitch. It was just... Whatever. So, are we cured from it? It goes back to that. Can your infertility or any infertility be cured? Like, sure. Maybe. I mean, I had kids, so... I successfully fertilized myself, which would mean I'm fertile now. If any of you follow me on social media, I have the handle of Infertile Myrtle, and it's more of a satire, like I'm making fun of it because I'm highly sarcastic and infertile, which defined by Google, is someone that is unable to reproduce. So in that sense, yes, I'm not infertile anymore, but I still identify so much with that girl at that time of my life. Because if you don't catch on, if you haven't caught on, the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. So maybe your infertility or symptoms can be cured. You reproduce but then it might happen again, and that's called secondary infertility. Or you're done reproducing. Whatever it is, no, there's hope. No, there's hope that there's a treatment and there's an end of this season. The other side might look like any of the things we mentioned earlier, like getting pregnant, adoption, surrogacy, living child-free, but whatever it is, If it's a dream of yours, keep going and go get it and see how infertility is cured for you, essentially. Because, right, based on everything we just talked about, essentially we're believing that infertility can be cured after all. Because you'd be on the other side of not being able to reproduce and you'd be on the side of whatever it is that you ended up deciding Okay, that's it. Love you and rooting for you. Bye. Thank you for listening in today. I hope it inspired you or maybe you awkwardly snorted out loud. Either way, totally cool. Now listen, those of us who really need to hear something like today's episode might need a gentle nudge to tune in. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from today's episode, please text it to her right now. And remember, you are not a mess. You are brave for trying. Can't wait to talk soon.